Hello and welcome to In The Circle, an inside look at field hockey in the United States, a podcast that gets you closer to the athletes, staff, club administrators, coaches, umpires and fans of USA Field Hockey. Nice move this. Nice triangle of play. They thread it through here onto the right-hand side. Gonzalez again looks up. Well, it's a good opportunity again here for USA to take the lead and they have. Are you looking for ways to keep playing hockey while social distancing? Follow STX Field Hockey on Instagram for daily suggestions on how to stay in hockey shape despite not being able to get on the field. You can also head to stx.com to subscribe to the STX Field Hockey newsletter where we'll be sending you twice weekly skills and drills, gear reviews, and stories from our team STX athletes. Looking in a stride here by Gregor. Oh, lovely bit of work here by Gregor. Can she get on the score sheet? Across the goal there from Gregor. Well, it's another solo goal here. Today, I am joined by uh, U.S. Women's National Team defender, uh, Julia Young. Julia, thank you for joining me. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you on, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, to having a chat and, and finding out your journey to the player and person you are today. Great. Let's get it started. Let's go. Um, Jules, do you remember the first hockey stick you had by any chance? Um, so I don't remember exactly, um, because it was so long ago now, but I'm 95% sure it was a wooden Slossinger, and I'm also 95% sure that it was a hand-me-down for my sister. Excellent. And your sister still play? No. Um, <laughs> no. She quit in high school because she chose band over field hockey. So we took different routes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and what about, um, you said she stopped in high school. What was your journey into starting playing field hockey? Um, it had a lot to do with her. Um, she's four years older than me. And I, like any little sister would, I just copied everything she did. So when she started getting into field hockey, I was nine years old and I wanted to start playing because she did. And then I just stuck with it since then. Okay. And then would you mind just charting your journey through from that nine-year-old to the, the player that broke into the women's national team? Yeah, sure. So like I said, started when I was nine and for some reason it caught. I really loved it. And so I tried out for my middle school team in seventh grade, which how old was I? 10 or 11, 11 maybe. And I joined futures right away in seventh grade. My high school coach um, nominated me for futures. I did the tryout, made it. And I pretty much from seventh grade onward worked my way through the futures pipeline. Um, I got selected for, the U-17 junior national camp in my sophomore year of high school, I think going into junior year. Um, So I went on tour. My first junior tour was my U-17 trip to Vancouver, Canada. And then, um, yeah, I just worked my way through. I got cut the first year of U-19s, but then made U-19s the second year that I was eligible. And then from there, got pulled up to the U-21s. And then after the Junior World Cup in Santiago, Chile, my senior year of college, I got pulled up to the senior team. So, yeah, your basic pipeline story. <laughs> and what was it like playing in the Junior World Cup? Um, it was so fun. It was my first, like, I mean, other than the Junior uh, Pan Ams, that was my first, like, major taste of 
what an international tournament could be. And Santiago, Chile is one of my favorite places to visit. It's such a beautiful city. It's so clean and it's so welcoming. Everybody's so nice. Um, so it was just awesome. I loved it. Cool. And um, do you remember the results from there? How did you, how did the team go? <laughs> um, well, we got eighth place, which wasn't our best. We were definitely hoping for better, but I mean, eight out of 16 isn't the worst. Um, but yeah, I mean, could have done better, but could have done worse. So yeah, I and I, I guess you were playing some some big teams there, right? We were. Yeah, I think we had Argentina in our pool. No, that's a lie. We had um, the Netherlands in our pool. So so yeah, tough start. That was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, what about you? Sort of hinted on some things that you enjoyed there. What are some of your your best memories of playing field hockey? Oh my gosh, some of my best memories. I mean, there's so many. Like. Field hockey's brought so much to my life, um, but one of my very favorite memories was when I committed to play at UNC because it's just, I mean, so many people know the recruitment process is so long and it can be so stressful and then you finally choose your school and it's just a, oh, it's such a relief and you finally get to relax a little bit. And then, of course, I loved my experience there. Um, and then... Another great memory is when I first went on tour with the team to South Africa and we actually won the World League semifinals, which was so cool. It was like, I, I don't know, it was just such an experience that I'll never forget. So there's so many, but those are probably my top two. Um, I'd like to touch on the, the recruitment thing. It's, I guess it's something at the moment that's a little bit on hold with all the process. What were the sort of the deciding factors in your decision um, about where you end up going? Um, I think for me, what was really important and that I had to figure out along the way was I was far enough away from home that I felt like I would still have my own experiences separate from um, my life in Virginia. But I also really liked that it was close enough. It was like a three and a half hour drive from where my parents live that they could come to every single game and still be really involved and come see me. So location. Um, the school itself, I mean, I know we've heard this before, but if you're going to a school based solely on field hockey, that's not great. You need to make sure you also like the school, you like the academics, you like where you're going to be because you never know what can happen. You might not be playing field hockey for whatever reason. You might get injured or something else might happen. So you really have to like the school. And I just fell in love with the campus and they had all the majors I wanted, the academics. So that was a really big factor. And then, of course, Karen Shelton is a legend in the field hockey world. I mean, she's taken that program from the bottom all the way to the top. And I wanted to be on a team that was competitive, coached by somebody that knew how to get us there and make us good players. So, yeah, those were the factors for me that pushed me. That's some really interesting thoughts. I think there's probably a lot of girls going through the similar process at the moment, tossing up what's what's important to them. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I think hopefully they listen to some of those words because there were some, some very wise words from a 16, 17-year-old girl who, who committed to college. <laughs> yes. Um, what about some of the, what's some of the best stuff or the best thing about playing for the national team? Um, so I have two for this one. The first one is, of course, just the privilege to be able to play on an international stage for your country. There's nothing like it. You're never going to have another opportunity like that ever in your lifetime. And it's just, it's such an honor to be able to do that and to represent something that's 
so much bigger than yourself. And I know that's somewhat of a cliche, but it's so accurate. So um, to me, that's the most important thing. And then the second thing is just the friendships you make on this team are also like, unlike any other, you're going through hard workouts together and hard practices and you're going through the highs of winning and the lows of losing and the bonds you make with your teammates, like they're lifelong. And you, that's another thing I don't think you have the opportunity to develop somewhere else because like I said, you're spending so many moments together, especially when you're on tour, like you're living your lives together in very close quarters all the time. So the friendships you develop are also just unmatchable. Yeah. And I guess like, I guess college is maybe sort of a, a similar type thing, but you don't have, you have, I guess, academics that get in the way uh, and, right. rightfully, and rightfully so. Whereas everything in the national team is, is geared around a, a total performance environment. So that bond of, of going through the hard workouts and making those sacrifices together ultimately, hopefully makes it worthwhile. Right. Um, what about some of the challenges? So we've spoken about what's been good. What are some of the challenges you face playing for the women's national team? Um, I'm going to revert back to what Lauren Moyer said in her interview. And I think it's just for me finding the balance between the super competitive international environment and also trying to balance like your social life. And, you know, you're not just a field hockey player. You're also a friend and a daughter and, a girlfriend or whatever, you know? So I think trying to find that balance and um, it's a challenge sometimes because you have to make sacrifices and you have to give up a lot of the things that you don't want to give up, but you know, it's worth it because you're all fighting for this common goal and you're all doing it together. But it's definitely a challenge to miss out on, you know, social events, family events, you miss weddings sometimes. And um, you have to put your recovery first and you have to put your body and your health first sometimes and you can't do everything that you want to do. And like I said, it's a sacrifice and we do it for a reason, but it's that doesn't make it easier all the time. No, that, it, it certainly must be a, a tough thing to have to. And I, I'm sure everyone who is involved in that decision making process understands, but it still doesn't make it any easier at the time when you have to not go to the birthday party on on whatever it is because you're away on tour or because you're training or because there's a fixture or whatever it is, there's a, there's a reason to not be there. That's certainly a, a challenge that you girls need to, to manage and, and navigate appropriately. Yeah. And I think like we're lucky because I mean, I think we're surrounded by people that understand. I mean, I know I have a really good support group outside of field hockey that understands, but yeah, it's still a challenge. Um, and you recently, talking about challenges, I guess it lends itself nicely to the, the big challenge that's certainly in front of you at the moment. You had a, an operation on your knee. Um, talk us through that. Talk us about your rehabilitation process and uh, yeah, just go through your journey with this, please. Okay, so I had my third knee surgery back in January. Um, and that was a really hard decision just in general to make. Um, but I knew I needed to have it done if I wanted to extend my career as long as possible. So um, overall, looking back at the journey, it's been really good and the rehab has been good and physical therapy has been good. Um, but again, injury comes with challenges and the beginning was definitely not easy at all. It was 
very hard. I mean, physically, my body's going through so much. After a major surgery, I was on crutches for eight weeks, um, which was, I mean, it was horrible. It's no fun to be on crutches. And I mean, I'm just going to touch on it. The mental aspect of going through recovery is really challenging and it takes a toll almost as much as the physical, if not more than the physical aspect. So um, yeah, the beginning was hard. And um, mentally, I think that was one of the toughest things I've had to go through. Um, Just trying to get through that. I remember my first week back after surgery in Pennsylvania, I I was going to do something like in my apartment or something and I could not do it because my crutches were in the way and I couldn't walk and I was like exhausted from the road trip and I remember just laying on my floor and I was crying because I was like, I can't do anything for myself. It's so awful. And I was looking at the next seven weeks on crutches thinking like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. It's like so frustrating. But I will say I got through it and took care of the mental piece, got over it. Um, But otherwise it's been really good. I'm feeling healthy. The process has been slow, but good. Um, I think taking my time through it has um, really served me well because my knee is honestly feeling very, very good this week. Um, And like I said, I needed the surgery and it hadn't felt good in so long that it's nice to do everything now with recovery based off of how it's feeling instead of really pushing for a deadline of when I need to be done. Um, so I've really enjoyed that piece of it. And I've learned a lot from being injured. You learn a lot about yourself. So yeah, I mean, it's been good overall. Yeah, I guess it's something that needed to be done right. And it's something that, that it wasn't an, uh, an easy journey to go through. And I, like, I hear those stories. I, I guess it's part of a little bit as part of being a sports person that at some stage you're going to you're going to come across some of this this injury stuff. But maybe within our sport, it's something that we don't necessarily meet as much as like a, an, a football player um who their injury rate is significantly higher um but it's really interesting to hear your story and to to hear the the trials and tribulations that you face is there anything in particular that you can can sort of think back on of of ways that you've got through that period where you you experienced frustration with the injury yeah for sure um like i said earlier i kind of alluded to it but i have a really really great support system in my family and in my boyfriend will and in my um my teammates obviously and my really close friends um i'm really lucky that they are so willing to talk with me and i mean will's been with me through majority of my rehab um he lives with me so anytime i needed anything he would do it like without question and was just a huge help never complained um And my friends were always there for me to talk about it if I was like frustrated or upset and always encouraging me to get through it. So um, I think one thing that's really important if you're injured is um, don't be afraid to have those hard conversations about it because it's going to get really tough. And I think you need to be willing to kind of put yourself out there and be a bit vulnerable because you're going to need help at some point and it's okay to ask for it. That's definitely something I've had to learn through injury is don't be afraid to ask for help because you're going to need it and it's fine. And just surround yourself with people who are going to help you make you better and support you. 
Another very good, strong piece of advice. It's, uh, it's good to hear. Let's um, change gear a little bit. Let's go back into the, the performance world and the performance environment. Um, what's it like in the, the locker room before a, a, an international game? If you wouldn't mind just transporting us in there, what's the feeling? What's the, what are the, some of the rituals you might have? How do you prepare for a game? Um, so in general, the locker room's pretty fun. There's always a good playlist going and a lot of the times that playlist is by Lauren Moyer. She's got some really, really good jams. Um, so there's always music going. Some girls like to kick a soccer ball around or kick a hacky sack around. Um, me personally, I like the hype music in the background, but I'm more one where I just, I like to chill before a game. So I just sit in my locker and kind of relax most of the time and don't really think about anything other than like being in the moment. Um, even with that loud music in the background, I love it. It gets me excited, but I don't like to like dance around and kick the soccer ball and exert energy. I don't know. It's just something I've always done, but I just chill before a game and sit in my locker and I have my routine. I'm very routine oriented. So I go through all the steps of getting ready for a game and then, yeah, I'm good to go. I relax. What are your routines? I'm intrigued. Oh, you're intrigued. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just very process oriented. So I will get my socks on first and then I'll throw my sneakers on. Um, then I do the shin guard and then I do the knee brace because got to wear the knee brace. Um, and then I go see Yuko and get taped if I need to. And that should have come before the knee braces on. So I'll get my knee taped first and then I'll put the brace on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just very like routine. Like I have to put my shoes on before the shin guards go on and it's, it's a process. See, I find myself when, if that's me and I notice this when I'm playing golf, I try to break those things because I feel trapped by them. I feel trapped that if I don't do something, I'm halfway through my backswing. I'm thinking, oh God, I didn't do this part of my pre-shot routine. <laughs> so I try to actively break them to do the opposite. I don't know what that says about me, but that's just that's just me. I don't like to feel trapped or, or sort of pigeonholed by those, those routines. I can appreciate that. <laughs> um, and... How are you keeping busy during this period of remote training? Obviously, rehab is, is forming a big part of that. What other parts of your life are, are keeping you busy during this period where we're, we're not training, when people aren't together? Um, how are you filling your time? Yeah, so in addition to going to physical therapy three times a week, I do my home workouts. I bought a stationary bike back in April um, when all this started. So I can do that at home. Recently, I've been going to this local turf with Nicole just to hit around and get some touches on the ball, which has been really fun. Um, I've been reading a little bit. I binged a lot of Netflix at the start of this. Uh, the, my gosh, so much Netflix. What were the Netflix shows that, that caught your attention? Oh, my gosh. I binge tiger king oh we all did that was like if when i look back on on this period of time when i look back on covid hopefully in like 10 years time and it's a long thing in the distance i will just think of the tiger king oh my gosh i know it was so big at the beginning of this and it's just like slowly faded away but yeah i binged that show so hard that is that that for uh, that is going to be my halloween dress up as well I, I think i could pull off a good joe exotic I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. <laughs> um, and anything else? So how else are you keeping yourself busy? Some reading? What books have you been reading? Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So I've said this before. Anyone who knows me, knows my history, 
knows that I am a Twilight fan and there's a new book coming out in August. So I decided why not spend like a week or two rereading the Twilight series. So most recently I read the Twilight series. I'm going to move on to something a little bit better. I'm going to move on to reading Untamed, which Ashley recommended. Mm-hmm. That's my next piece. Um, yeah, I mean, no crazy reading. Twilight took up a lot of time a couple weeks back. I was really into it, so. Good escapism. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you weren't a field hockey player, if you had like a sliding doors moment where different things happen, maybe you took the path that your, your sister did through high school and, and stepped away from, from field hockey, where would you see yourself? Um... I think I would be a nurse, and that's still a goal of mine when I'm retired from the team. Um, That's been a dream of mine since high school, college. I've always wanted to be a nurse, and yeah, that's what I see myself doing if I'm not a field hockey player. What particularly about nursing uh, draws you in? I love the medical field. I love learning about the human body. I think it's like so cool how it works and how it just keeps us alive. (laughs) And I also just really like the idea of making a difference and like being that person that people need in like some of their darkest moments and helping them through, um, yeah, some of their problems because I've, like I've said before, I've been there with injury and I've leaned on nurses and doctors and physical therapists for my struggles. And I, hopefully want to be that person for somebody else someday. Sounds a, a very good reason to go into, into a very noble profession. Um, we've had, we sent out yesterday on the USA um, Field Hockey Instagram post um, requests for questions, and we've got, I'm going to read through um, some of them. Um, Abby Burnett uh, asked, um, what do you like most about being a defender? Um, I like being a defender because... I think you have a really big impact on the game, even if you don't realize it. Um, I love the fact that I'm in the back and I can see everything that's going on in front of me. And I feel like I have a lot of control over the game from that position. I can see all the lines that might be open. I can position people and hopefully prevent the ball from getting back to me because ultimately we don't want the ball that far back and other people in goal scoring positions. But yeah, I mean, I just think you have a lot of influence over the game as a defender, which I love. Yeah, you do. And hopefully like, you can organise your chess pieces in front of you so that you can make your life a lot, lot easier. Whereas a forward, you're just running around being told what to do. As a defender, you can control Moyer in front of you and, and tell her where to run or control Danny in front of you and make your life easier. Exactly. <laughs> um, Another question, uh, if you could have a game that stands out in particular, so one game that you look back on very fondly, do you, can you recall that? Um, I feel like a game, yes. I love 3v3v3v3 transition drill. So you go from three on attack, and then um, if the defense clean, clears it out, you go to defense, and then if you clear it out, you can cycle out, and it's just constant transition, and it's tiring, but it's so quick and so fun. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite, hands down. I love to play that game whenever we do it. Yeah, I agree. Anything that involves lots of transition, lots of attack versus defense, lots of going into the circle, lots of opportunities to score goals, I think that hits everyone what everyone likes to do and also gives you as an opportunity as a defender to get do some attacking work right 
yes show those attackers how to do it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and one final question if there is um, a question from abby i'm not sure where he's from um if you've got any advice on how to improve stick work skills during this period of time what would you suggest um definitely look up youtube videos and get ideas but honestly i think you can improve your stick work skills just by getting in like at least 30 minutes of touches a day. Um, if you want to work on 3D, you can spend your time doing the 3D. If you want to work on quick hands, you spend your time doing pools and V-drags and stuff like that. Um, but I think just put the effort in to get the touches on the ball is going to make a difference. Um, even if you don't feel it in the moment, like, oh, these 30 minutes aren't going to make a difference. They definitely will if you're consistent with it and you keep doing it and you challenge yourself each time you're doing it. So if you got say 20 pools day one in a minute, you try to get 25 the next day and just keep challenging yourself. I think that's the best way to do it. No, I concur. And I think it's a, a lot around, like if you're comfortable with the ball in lots of different positions, I think it's really important. I, don't, I think it's a, a case of exploring. I think back to, um, you look maybe at some of the, the players in other countries, the juniors from the, uh, that have got great hands, like the Dutch or the Argentinian girls. They just spend a lot of time on the pitch at a young, young age. They're playing around. They're making up games in the corner. They're hitting the ball into the corner. They're hitting the ball into the goal. They're dribbling over cones and cans and whatever else they can find around the pitch. And I think it's a case of being comfortable. Um, and I guess similar to we found with the, the national team girls, I, and maybe some advice I gave uh, a few weeks back, is just try and make it really enjoyable put some music on have a drink like a drink next to you so you can take some breaks work for five minutes listen to a good song blast it out and then then have a little rest and then go back to it and try and make it fun yeah exactly um if there was a piece of advice you could give to your younger self what do you what would you say i went through so many different pieces of advice um but i have settled on don't be afraid to stand out and don't be afraid to give your opinion and potentially be wrong in a conversation. I think the best way to grow and to develop is to have hard conversations and be open and honest about your opinion and your feelings, but also being really receptive to other people's opinions. Um, that's the best way to grow and it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to change your opinion after gathering new information. And um, I would give this advice to my past self because I think I was, um, I mean, I've always been one to just kind of like go with the flow and things are fine. And I think that's a great mentality too. But, you know, if you don't agree with something, that's okay too. It's okay to veer from the norm or to think differently than somebody else. That's what makes you unique. And I was just afraid to be disliked or to be wrong or to be judged for how I felt. And I've learned through the years and through like great friendships and injury and all these other things that it's okay to say how you're feeling and have a different opinion because you're going to grow from it. No, I agree. And I guess that's, that can sort of translate onto the hockey field, right? It's like, if you just do, if you just become a clone and do what you're always expected to do, then you're not going to be able to express yourself and you're not going to stand out from the crowd. Whereas if you, you trust yourself and if you feel you've got the ability to make a decision in the moment and you, you go through and trust that execution, then you'll be good. So I, I think it's a, a really, really 
nice piece of advice, Julia. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you got lined up for the rest of the day, Julia? I, my mom is in town at my grandma's house, so I'm going to go have dinner at Mama's. We call her Mama. Um, she lives over in Mechanicsburg, so it's like a 50 minute drive from here. And I haven't seen her since March, so I'm very excited. I will wear my mask and I'm going to stay apart from her. But yeah, I'm just excited to see her. So that's all I have planned the rest of the day. Sounds good Friday. I'm sure she'll be delighted to see you. March is a, is a long time ago, so uh, I'm sure you've got plenty to catch up on. Yes, very excited. Julia, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for speaking so eloquently. It's been uh, really enjoyable to, to chat with you and, uh, and get an insight into you as a, as a player and as a person. Well, like I said, thanks for having me. I really liked this opportunity to chat with you. No worries. Enjoy, the, enjoy your afternoon, Julia. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Spread out. Create space. Five yards. We hear these cues all season when playing field hockey but we need to remember them even more while social distancing. STX Field Hockey is here to support you as you continue to create space during this time. Follow us at STX Field Hockey on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter at stx.com for daily tips and tricks on how to keep a stick in your hand while social distancing. Still get much more here. USA Paul Singh gets the second goal. Number 18, Paul Singh has got the second goal for USA. Thank you for joining us on In The Circle. Come back next week for another look inside USA Field Hockey.